Do you believe in my love? Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. No more. What is love? Look at this photograph. Give every time I don't make a laugh. And we're back, people. Welcome to uh, New Realities Podcast, the ever-changing informational guide to life. Um, this is your host, uh, the Blue Bottom Dollar Bill Boy, um, myself, me, and Irene. Um, here to take you on another journey of terrible ramblings talking about absolutely nothing and uh you know what it is we do a bit well i kind of realized uh the first episode i forgot to uh introduce myself so please allow me to reintroduce myself um and just kind of tell you who i am uh, the introduction um it's actually uh it's kind of crazy. So I, I have a little, actually, an excerpt uh, from my autobiography uh, coming out in 2072. Um, but yeah, just sit back, kick your feet up. If you can't kick your feet up because you don't have, like, an ottoman or something, maybe grab you a uh, handful of dirty laundry bundle it all up in a trash bag real tight and make you like a something that you can't kick your feet up out of that that's a that's a life hack right there but uh here we go there are numerous speculations on exactly how i was brought about into this crazy world that we now dwell in you know the average joe might tell you uh i was birthed by a mystical nearly extinct breed of ice-breathing dragon, only known as the Kraken, who lives in the deepest reaches of Greenland. Many a scientist and scholar would relate to you a tale passed down by many generations, a tale of a translucent unicorn whom cried liquid tears of pure diamond in a smooth palm of a fair-skinned gypsy. The gypsy then froze the tears in liquid nitrogen, planted them in a shady woodland in the ground next to a 10,000-year-old petrified moss-covered oak stump. Over the course of two months, the pale gypsy would proceed to water the frozen tears with forty malt liquor, grape Kool-Aid, and bottles of Cristal. Well, every other day, fertilizing the coarse yet absorbent ground with pure uncut cocaine brought in straight across the borders of Bolivia after a vigorous fertilizing and watering I soon sprouted forth from among the cocaine speckled dirt and foliage I'm here to tell you however that these miraculous myths are in fact nothing more than pure and simple fantasy the tale of my true becoming takes place in the middle of the Mojave Desert during a wild raging thunderstorm. Electricity lit the night's dark and dusty sky with brilliant flashes of blinding blue light. 
two perfectly straight and perpendicular lightning bolts stroke the grainy crimson red desert sand in the exact same spot near a pooling reservoir of stagnant antelope's blood. The electric pulse formed the sand into some sort of impenetrable, perfectly crystallized and spherical Versace egg. No sooner had this happened, however, an African cobra and a black mamba met at the base of the extravagant egg. They were about to fight to the death. Then they realized, to set aside the differences, they intertwined themselves together to create one deadly serpent. The giant snake then gently cooled around the, the base of the exterior of the egg, warming it, waiting for me to hatch. Exactly 24 hours later, a small, black, muscular fist thrust upward through the shell, bust through the egg in one powerful punch. As this happened, simultaneously a mighty cry left the serpent's fanged mouth, saying he has hatched. I then crawled out of the egg's glistening remnants to face this nine-foot snake face to face. I slowly lifted my hand to its born white teeth and let them sink into my rough flesh. The venom coursed through my veins, causing agonizing pain. But I was in turn gifted with nine lives and the ability to stay in a permanent no-flex zone. Well, uh, folks, that, that, that's, that'll about do it for, uh, my introduction. So now you know how I came to be a person, a human being, and a, uh, <clears throat> another speck of something on this, on this cinder block. Um, <clears throat> I did have a, a couple of questions for you guys. Uh, do you remember that book, Good Night Moon? Um, I was always thinking, like, if you're saying good night to the moon, you're really the only one that's going to sleep because when you go to sleep, the moon comes up. So it's basically good morning to the moon. So shouldn't it be called good morning moon? <gasps> oh, sorry. Good night me. I mean, that would make more sense. You were, I mean, it may, might make sense if the book had taken place like when the moon was going down and the sun was coming up. But it doesn't. It takes place when the moon is coming up. He just waking up. So it's good morning, moon. Um, you guys remember uh, VCRs and VHS tapes? Remember when every time you wanted to uh, rewind a movie, you had to put in that little rewound thing? And it would take a thick minute. Those was the days. Do you guys uh, remember when it was okay to spank your child? I remember I always got spanked by a wooden spoon. Ones that had the holes in it and such. But the one that spanked me the most was my grandmams. Um, I don't know. That's just how it was. You guys... Uh, you guys remember that 
um, the movie Goodwill Hunting about that uh, that dude who was all smart and stuff, but he was a janitor, but he was basically too embarrassed to tell anyone he was smart, so he just lived in squabble with his Bostonese buddies, and they, uh, well, you know, actually, no spoilers on this channel, you know, I'll just recommend that movie to you if you haven't seen it, which I don't trust you if you haven't seen it, so if you want to gain my trust, please go see it, um, you guys remember the, uh, the character, Mr. Hanky the Christmas Poop, off of South Park. It's probably one of the greatest um, TV characters ever made. It's literally a talking piece of poop who brings Christmas joy. It spreads it all around the people. Hey, you guys remember Beyblades? They were these little... Freaking spinning tops, dude. You had to buy, like, a little thing for them to go in and fight each other. I mean, they wouldn't really fight. They're just tops that kind of knocked into each other and stuff. There was a TV show about them. Uh, I don't even think I watched a single episode, but it was kind of like Yu-Gi-Oh! or Digimon. Only instead of cards with, um creatures on them they was tops that they spun in an arena and tried to knock the top off oh 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 i just figured out how you could win that boy you seen freaking inception um that top he had at the end that didn't stop spinning you play that in a beyblade arena that thing ain't never falling down because you want to dream you in a dream that no one could wake you up from. You guys remember dreams, though? Honestly, don't think I, I had a dream in probably the last 18 to 18 and a half months. Um, at least not one I can remember. I, I rarely remember my dreams, and when I do... It's an occasion to celebrate. And the way I like to celebrate is by taking a trip up to Wild Peak Ranches, located in Colorado. Go check us out on the site and book your next hunting spot there. Um, you guys remember those zip-off pants? I uh, walked into work the other day, and my boy John was at his desk, and I looked under the desk, saw his legs were covered in pants, which was a mighty unusual sight, because they're usually covered in sh basketball shorts, not pants. And uh, what I later found out to be just the edge pocket of a cargo short, oh, a cargo pants pocket, I had thought was like, the seam of one of them zip-off pants. So I, I said, hey, John, are those zip-off pants? He said, no, idiot. These are just cargo pants. I said, oh, the way you were sitting in my angle of view made it look like they were zip-off pants. 
And my boy Trevor was like, oh, I remember zip-off pants. When I was a lad, I had me a pair. And I was like, oh, I also had a pair of zip-off pants. Remember when the zipper also always broke like four weeks in and then they were just shorts? And he said, yeah, I do remember that. But, um, do you guys remember Healy's? I remember the best spot to Healy was in Costco, cause they had them not them long aisles with no cracks in it, smooth cement. You could go flying down those things, boy. Speaking of flying, y'all remember PF Flyers? I remember my boy Briscoe uh, has seen the movie Sandlot. He went out and he bought him some PF Flyers, the same ones from the movie. But he thought he was the... he. Why am I talking in this accent again? Well, he basically thought he was the, uh, the hottest thing in town because he had them PF Flyers. And we were like, no, Briscoe. They're like okay shoes, but they're, you're not the hottest thing in town just because you have on some PF Flyers. Also, shout out to PF Flyers. Go pick a pair up at your uh, your local Dick's Sporting Goods. I think they only have one model there. So go check them out. Hopefully they have your size. And you know what? DM me a, pic- uh, DM me a picture of you rocking your PF Flyers if you have one. DM it to me on my Instagram. It's at Teflon, T-L-E-F-O-N, Swan, The, Don. So... DM me a picture of you and your PF Flyers. And, uh, whoever has the best picture, I'll send you, like, a, like a present. I'll send you, like, some, uh, cinnamon-flavored toothpicks. Or, uh, like a fake Supreme sticker. Maybe some post-it notes. We'll see what I, whatever I have laying around. Whoever has the best PF flyer shot, I'll send it to you. Um, but yeah, that I guess that should pretty much do it for this episode of the Fairy Tales in Question podcast, where we question every fairy tale ever told. Thanks, goodbye, keep safe, good night, goodbye, good night, sleep tight.